0: No, I battled COVID. I can batter a wasp.
1: Hello and welcome back to episode 14 of the Double Reel Film Podcast. This is the second reel of our monthly magazine-style podcast for film nerds. Hopefully you've caught up with the first reel, had a brief intermission, and refuelled ready to take on this mighty second instalment of Nerdy Film Chat. If you haven't caught the first reel yet, please do go back to your app and download and listen to it so you're up to date with all the features we've covered already this month. These include our roundup of news and spotlight on some of the films we watched this month, our classic and recommended feature on The French Connection, our hidden gem Dread, the one that got away about George Miller's Justice League, and our remake hate watch of the two Robin Hood films. Now in reel two, we bring you our big conversation where we tackle a weighty topic and give it a fuller, i.e. longer discussion. Joining us always... Is my co-host James Adamson? Welcome, James. Thanks for having me back. Let's get into this. Um, let's get straight yeah. back to it. All right. Well, do you want to uh, sort of tell me where your suggestion for this this topic came from? Let's use that as the start point. So,
0: I was having a conversation with my housemate and his mum about. I don't. We 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 will have conversations that just go off on several tangents, but the one that um, kind of stuck with me because it was film related. I thought we could use this was that we were speaking about. Um, Effectively, tokenism when it comes to um, shoehorning characters in, um, or shoehorning actors of a different minority in, so they're playing a character that's been traditionally, you know, a white male. So the mm. topic of Idris Elba as James Bond came up, and i I kind of I'm kind of the opinion that I don't particularly care. I think there are bigger things to worry about. I think Idris Elba would make an excellent James Bond, but they were kind of making the point. It's like it feels like it's just kind of tokenism, and now they're just it's. You know, let's have a black James Bond, and they're making it like a big deal. I, I kind of see where they're coming from because the character was written back in, you know, the the nineteen forties, something ages ago. And as yeah, traditionally- so the first
1: Bond book, the first Bond book came out in the early fifties, and was based on the experiences of someone who you know knew people in in that game in the nineteen forties. So it's a very old mm-hmm. character type. Put so it that
0: way. Written as a white man, um, and as been played by white men ever since so they made the argument that i've made before is that you know why are we trying to make a female james bond why don't we just have more spy stories that um we can make different films where we can have a female director directing a female spy film with a female lead and all that kind of stuff and give those opportunities to people and then I made the point like I completely agree with that point as well because it does feel like tokenism. It's like let's take an already established franchise and um, brand and do this because we because we were woke and it's the twenty first century and let's do this. And it is it is there's there's a lot of tokenism. In it. So it didn't it doesn't bother me as much, but I also understand why it bothers people because you know it's it's a culture of let's just shoehorn things and let's make everyone you know let's not not as not in not as like a more tolerant society, but you know let's just. Let's have a a woman playing James Bond. No, let, let's not do that because that's ridiculous. Let's not just give the part. It's for example when if you're recruiting five people for a job and the most qualified person is a man, a white man with he's going for a, a degree in law. I know a job in law, and he's the only one out of the five candidates that's got a law degree. But we're going to pick a woman because it's a woman, and we need to hit her quota. That stuff can fuck off. It's yeah, that's it's far that's, too token. Yeah. So. There's a
1: couple of things there. And I think what I I suggest we do is we can look at that. We can look at the idea of what they're calling colorblind casting. Why can't a black or non-white person play that part, even though it's previously only been played by white people? Um, And then look at some of the other conversations we've been having, because the flip side to that is um, there have been a number of cases where black characters, either in the source material or in real life, or non-white characters from from that setting, have have been whitewashed into white people, and why that's not okay, and why today, right now, I think people of of black and minority ethnic um, groups would not be happy about a white person getting a part intended for someone of their ethnicity uh, and and why. We can look into that. And there's a few other things like um, there's been a discussion of who should play gay characters and there are discussions of who should play trans characters. Um, Let's start with James Bond now, right? Because I I think the question is, how much are you changing with a casting decision? The first thing is I don't think they should pick a black James Bond for the sake of it. What I think should happen is is that there is no reason why the current crop of actors, including black British actors, yeah, should be – that they should all be considered for the role and whoever's best should get it. And the reason for that is I don't think it changes things that much for a black guy to play James Bond. Yeah. James Bond is white because at that time when Ian Fleming was writing that character, that was the default if Ian Fleming was sitting down to write a character now of a guy who's a super spy or a really good spy with a military background, right? Who is, you know, come out of the Navy, whatever it is, is, you know, maybe been in special force, everything to do. And now he's a spy and he does all the things he does and he's tough. He's probably drinks too much. He's, uh, you know, he's a bit of an anti-hero. He's you know, he's he's, he's got a, an edge to him. He's got a bit of darkness to him. All of this stuff, he was an orphan. All of that stuff I've just described is basically what James Bond is. And there's no reason why a black guy can't do that, right? Yeah. Because you wouldn't actually be fundamentally changing the character to, to have a black guy playing him. I think you would be fundamentally changing the character to have a woman playing him. Because, well, hang on, that's, you know, I know you could have a, a woman with all of that kind of background and stuff. But look, let's face it, the dynamic of who James Bond is and how he gets the job done that's it, it, it. You are fundamentally changing a character to, to, to get a woman playing that. G- get get yourself a good female spy character, you know, to add to it. Yeah, add add to the add to the world with a new, better character, and then you'll have James Bond and some really good spy character like Gal Gadot is doing, right? Like um, Charlie Steron is is doing with Atomic Blonde, which has a sequel. That's that that's that problem. But a black guy playing James Bond, James Bond's broad, like James Bond's broad description is tall, dark, and dangerous. Could easily be played by Idris Elba. I mean, Idris Elba's problem is that he's too old now. Um, but there's no reason why a, a bunch of black actors or what you know. I mean, obviously, if you have a, an Asian actor playing Bond, there would be the question: Well, why is he called James Bond? Do you know what I mean? He should be called Ashok or, or something, right? But other than that, you could easily have a black guy playing James Bond. There's no reason why not. You could. You'd have to tweak his backstory a little bit, but that's it. N- Almost no change required if the next actor should be uh, um, should be black. I mean, and you know, so you might say Tuitelugu 4 and uh, Tom Hardy are roughly the same age. They've both demonstrated attributes that could be used there. They could be considered. Personally, I think they're getting on a bit. They'd be in their late forties doing their first Bond at this rate. Probably not. You're looking at younger guys, and then I'd be saying I've seen Nicholas Holt. Um, I just saw him in that Those Who Wish Me Dead. He could possibly play James Bond. He needs a grown-up haircut. He needs to learn the walk. But he could do it. He's been good in action films. Um, have you seen Gangs of London? No. Gangs of London is uh, it's a TV series with some of the people out of um, Peaky Blinders in it. And it's directed or created by Gareth Evans, the, the Welsh guy who did The Raid. Oh, yeah. And there's, and there's a young black guy in that. He's about 30. He's called Sope Dirisu. He's the right height, build, and look, and he's done some absolute fucking belting action sequences in that show. I can easily see him playing James Bond. So, so that description, so the, the answer was, should a black guy play James Bond? The answer is, yeah, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Run your casting process and find out. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, I just, that's,
1: actually, that's actually an easy one. All the other ones are a lot harder. I don't think, to your point, I don't think they should say the next James Bond should be black. Do you know what I mean? I don't think that's the answer. I think yeah. the answer is there's no reason why the next James Bond shouldn't be black. Do you know? Do your casting process and see who comes out on top.
0: Yeah, the the it doesn't it doesn't bother me to the point where I'm foaming at the mouth. I just want to see a good film. But the fact that we've got brigades of people that are just saying, oh, what, what make it a black person? I understand that to see a black person playing James Bond, which is an established brand, and kind of have that big hero that we have. Like that, young black people can look up to on the big screen. Absolutely understand that. That's why we've got franchises like Black Panther. I and mean, We've got more films with black lead roles. I mean, um, you have got Daniel Kaluuya playing um, was it Fred Hampton? Yeah. And then Judas and the Black Messiah. You know, you've got Leslie Ramey Junior playing um, Sam Cook and getting nominated for Oscars. There are there are roles for black people. We just I don't th- I disag I kind of just I do understand. I disagree with the idea of just let's start taking established. Um, established stories and just you know tinkering them with the for the sake of let's let's make social justice warriors happy. I understand. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me to the point that my housemate, my mate, was getting annoyed at because he was like it's it because it, it pisses him off. He thinks that he was he was one hundred percent behind the fact that if there's a black spy and it's a good film, then yeah, that's fair enough. But don't just take James Bond, which has been a thing since you know it's been a, a massive film franchise since the sixties and the books are even earlier than that. So don't just don't just you know do what you want with it because you want. You want it to be a, uh, you want it to be, you want to make yourself happy and feel like you've done the world some social justice because it's, it's fucking stupid. What I did say was that what, what seems to be happening is that in this latest Bond film, 007 has been um, replaced by, it's like a young black woman. I think what so,
1: happens is is that Daniel Craig is still in it. James Bond is still in it, but something's happened in the storyline, which means the 007 code name has been allocated to somebody else. Who again, is I think it's, woman. That,
0: it's that young guy, and that's that's why I said. And I said I I would I would rather see that where they have like a spin off. Yeah, where because yeah. none of the James Bond films are actually called James Bond. Um, what was it what's this? What's this new one called? A Good Day to no, Die. Or something? No time to die. No time to die. And the one before. It's that like
1: someone. Sense. It's like someone's cut up all the words from previous Bond uh, uh Bond yeah. titles and just pulled five five words out. Yes, no time tonight.
0: it's never been James Bond, No Time Tonight. It's never been James Bond Spectre or James Bond Skyfall or James Bond Quantum of Souls. It's mm-hmm. always been Casino Royale, Quantum of Souls. So the the opportunity is there's like if you want to have a spin off with 007 and it's a it's not a James Bond film, it's just it's a black actress playing a spy and that's double seven because that's what the actual story lends itself to, then that's fine. Um,
1: And I I would tend to agree with that on on the subject of James Bond. I think James James Bond personally, I think is a funny one because if they were to cast a James Bond for the next, for the next film, right. I would measure it simply on the basis of like when they cast, you know, previous James Bonds while I've been, you know, a fan of it. Hey, does he seem right? And if, if, if a black guy seems right, I have no problem. And it's, it's the issue of doing it because black people should get a shot. I think that's really patronizing. I think, you know the and the, the the other issue is James Bond is one film right okay you've given you've cast one character like that what about all the other films what about all the other opportunities what i would say though is that there there is a flip side to this problem right and it's a similar thing to the reason why they had colorblind casting in that new version of david copperfield uh, for example with dev patel playing the the title character yeah Now, obviously, David Copperfield was a guy of certain circumstances or a character of certain circumstances in 19th century England. He's highly unlikely to have been an Asian guy. You know, he wouldn't be called David Copperfield in the the first place. But I think they've almost taken the attitude of when you're doing a stage play, if you're like in the RSC and they're doing Hamlet this month and they're doing Macbeth the following month, they just have whoever's in the company at the time, especially a touring company, and say, right, here you go. You're playing that character this time. Uh, and next time you would be playing this other character because you're, you're in the company, you, you get the part, right? Um, and they've had Black Hamlets, they've had Black, you know, Asian this, what, whatever. Um, and, and that's they've kind of used that theatre tradition where you just kind of cast whoever you've got in the part for that. But the underlying issue that they've got is the reason they've done that is that if you're not James Bond or a period drama based on a famous author like Dickens or Jane Austen or whoever it is, it's really, really hard to market that film abroad, okay? Yeah. And if you're not going to give, it's all very well saying, oh, we'll give Dev Patel an opportunity in whatever film. He's not going to get an opportunity in a lot of the big pictures because, um, uh, because period dramas set in the 19th century have mostly only ever had white characters cast, right? right therefore it's harder for dev patel to build the profile where hollywood have heard of him oh do you see that david copperfield that was really good don't you love a bit of british costume drama oh do you see the lead guy in that let's let's bring him over to hollywood for a screen test see if we can give him something do you know what i mean you don't get it's like it's like saying um oh it's all very well you know these days you can make more money from your live shows than you can from record sales that's all very well but new bands can hardly get played on fucking radio now how do people get seen? How do people get out there? How do new actors get an opportunity to build the profile that says when the next big thing is being casted, they will, will being cast, I think is the phrase, that, that they'll get the opportunity. Now, and I think a lot of these things are, what do we do now when the situation isn't ideal, when there aren't as many opportunities? Because 10, 15 years from now, when Dave Patel has built his profile, um, uh. Riz Ahmed has just done an amazing job on Sound of Metal. He's built his profile. You know, these people are going to grow and grow, and that's going to open other doors and open other doors. But what about the young black Asian, whatever actor, you know, actor from a working class background? Let's not put too fine a point on it. That there are, you know, there are barriers to all sorts of people to to get jobs in in films these days. Because if you're not prepared to do an internship while mum and dad pay your rent for three years, right, you're not going to get in. Uh, so we already have the principle that says we need to give people a leg up, and we've had eighty versions of David Copperfield. We all know that David Copperfield is like a you know. So you know, cast someone different this time. Do you know what I mean? And and cast someone else next time because they're bound to do another David Copperfield, right? It's going to be a Sunday night drama or something, you know. And I think the argument is to say until we have more opportunities for, um, people of all backgrounds to be in films, what are we going to do? Do you know what I mean? So personally, I think one film where they have an Asian guy is David Copperfield, what's the harm,
0: you know? Yeah. No, it doesn't bother me as much. I don't lose sleep over it. But I do understand why people get annoyed when, you know, some of their favorite franchises are just being kind of tinkered with for the sake of it. You know, I don't, I don't think David Copperfield is necessarily a case of tokenism. I think it was just Dev Patel's a young actor. So let's Let's see how this film works. And he received, I think it wasn't a terrible film. I've not seen it, but it didn't get terrible reviews. You know, that's obviously an example yeah. of, it, of it. You know, it's not, it's not, it's different when they they just go to massive franchise and say, why is that character not woman? Why is this character not black? Why have they not made this character this? Why is this character not this? And, you know, people start losing their mind because, you know, of, because of like these things. And, you know, you, you can never, you know, you can never dispute the fact that there's obviously a lack of these kind of minorities in these films. And obviously a lot needs to be done to having more black protagonists in films. You know, last year was a good year for it with John David Washington playing literally the protagonist in Tenet. So, you know, like, obviously more needs to be done, and I don't have any problem with that, but just just saying, oh, well, I think we should make this character this minority, because I feel like that makes, like, a massive deal out of it, if you know what I mean, because th- they're just never going to stop. They're yes. going to find another... Th- this, this is what happens. Like, first it'll be, you know, why is this person not black? And then it's like, why is this character not a woman? Why is this character not bisexual? Why is this character not, you know transgender and stuff like that it's like if you keep making it token gestures rather than actually doing things and that's why you're getting people not taking the knee anymore before football matches because it's a token gesture rather than actually getting to the core problem of it and sorting it that way as opposed to just doing a token gesture for example um yeah yeah th- in the late scottish elections um there was the first asian um msp um elected to the scottish parliament and everyone was making a big hoo-ha about it I was like okay I'm sure that's that's obviously as that for that person, she's obviously had to come over, overcome a lot of obstacles being a woman, and um, I think she's British Pakistani, British, you know, South Asian um, heritage. So she's obviously had to come on, overcome obstacles, but they were making such a big deal about it. It's like, see if you just let her get elected and carry on with her job, there won't be so much, you know, isolated. Oh wow, look at this person doing a good thing because of her skin color or because of. The fact that she's a woman rather than just you know getting on with it as opposed to saying well look we made Idris by James Bond look how cool we are it's like rather than getting to the root core of racism in Hollywood or in society in general getting it and tackling that through re-education or highlighting like the missed opportunities because obviously James will be a huge opportunity for a black guy to play but I also understand that it's an established franchise that's traditionally had a white character playing it um and the root the problem with that is that not enough black directors, not enough black actors get the opportunity to do black uh, spy films. Then that's the problem in itself, as opposed to just saying, yeah. here we go, shoehorn in a black James Bond, get to yeah. the problem's core and deal with it that way, as opposed to gestures. And that's the same in football with black lives matter and the taking the knee because black players like Wilfred Zaha have stopped doing it because they feel like nothing's being done. They're still getting racially abused online. They're still getting horrible messages sent. To yeah. Them. And it's taking a knee does fuck all to combat that because they're not tackling the problem itself. It's just like, Oh, Look, look what we did. We, we made a a black woman, you know, um, you know, we made, we made a black woman, Luke Luke Skywalker, you know, there we go. It's like, well, yeah,
1: I see that's, that's the exact problem. The, The problem with taking the knee, well, there isn't a problem with taking the knee in itself. No, no, no. The problem is the problem is organizations or anyone thinking that having taken the knee, that means they've done everything they need to do. Yeah. So no, you, you haven't fixed the problem. Do you know what I mean? It's good that you've drawn attention to the problem, but you haven't fixed the problem. And it's not how all these companies like to claim to be great. They like to have good PR and marketing and not actually change the underlying issues. It's all very well someone saying, "Oh, we we, we support you know Black Lives Matter." Um, have they changed their hiring policy? Are they are they paying their taxes in this country so that we can fund education in deprived areas? So that you know those areas which are disproportionately well, actually, not even said it's portion of black. People in deprived areas, there's a lot of mon- ethnic minorities in those deprived areas. There's a lot of working class people in, the, in, in those deprived areas who are not getting enough opportunities. Are these companies going to, you know, stop and pay tax in this country to fund education so that people of all backgrounds are qualified to take mm-hmm. a job at their company? Exactly. It's the underlying thing is harder to do. And you give yourself a nice... It's the same thing as clapping for the NHS. I clap for the NHS, but I don't think my job's fucking done at that point, you know? It's like you can't clap for the NHS and then say, oh, well, fuck them, they don't deserve a pay rise after everything they've done for us. Do you know what I mean?
0: Or clapping, it's for, the these, N- clapping for the NHS and then coming into a supermarket not waiting your mask properly or not keeping a two-metre social distance because you
1: don't give a fuck exactly. about the supermarket you've, workers. You've, a, you've actually got to do the harder work, right? Yeah. Which is to say, you know, like, the thing is, giving we, we keep talking about that. Like, Given the next, um, uh, whether, you know, whether, the, whether it's the right actor who gets it or not, who gets the next James Bond, that's one character in one film you've got to get down to the underlying the, the underlying issues i mean one of the problems we've got with the franchises is because hollywood is so afraid of new ideas what are what are most of their franchises right james yeah. bond is based on the, a book that you know on, on a series of books that were first written in 1953 okay Oh. Yeah, DC Comics are, are, are mainly based on characters that were created between 1940 and 1959, right? The majority of 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 Marvel's characters are come from the 1960s. And, you know, and even even though I th- I think the public were ready for a black superhero film. No one in the public said, "What? Black Panther?" I don't think you could have a black superhero. I believe that only white people should have completely remarkable, strange powers that I, I've never seen in real yeah. life. Do you know what I mean? It was, but somewhere in Hollywood, there were people in the background going, Oh shit, will a black superhero film work? Will a female superhero film work? But leaving that yes. aside, <laughs> is it good, right? Yes. Yes, it's good. It's good. And it's a character we've all heard of. Fucking, you know, easy. But you still have the problem that how many uh, films has Marvel released where a black. Superhero was the main character as part of their front line, just the one, right? Yeah. And how many films have they released where a female superhero character was 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 the lead? You know, in a front line film, probably just Captain Marvel, right? Captain Captain Marvel, and then I suppose Wonder Woman's got uh, well, yeah. Wonder Woman's two. like DC's only effort, yeah. It's still I mean, minimal. I DC, mean, DC's problem is getting their fucking shit together. Do you know what I mean? Um, but but it's like more. Your problem is though, it's hard. It's hard for Marvel to come up with new superheroes. I mean, who's the next big superhero that Marvel have come up with? That's a big name. The big names that I've heard of are Hulk, Captain America, uh, Spider Man, uh, Iron Man. These characters were all come from the come from fifty years ago. So even Marvel, who are who propping up the idea of a mainstream blockbuster film, they haven't come up with a big new character that's kind of made any headway against those big names, right? Hollywood outside of Marvel and Pixar, like the, 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 the few spots that are coming up with new stuff, they haven't come up with a new fucking idea in years, right? And that's your problem, right? There's, I mean, there's two things they need to do. One you can fix, right, more easily, which is to say more people from black Asian women minority gay all of those people more of those people in the industry making films writing characters coming up with ideas oh look there's a gay character let's have a gay character oh look someone's come up with a film with a bunch of good black characters and a good female character right we'll cast them do you know what I mean that's just a numbers game after a few years you'll say well what did we have to do we just went to watch the films that came out and they happened to have more black Asian gay diverse characters Were they good? They were good. I am fine. You didn't have to twist my arm and make me watch those films. you just had to go out and hire and find a more diverse range of talent because they're out there. You can fix that problem if someone's prepared to put the effort in. The more fundamental underlying problem is Hollywood's fucking terrified of anything new. Who's going to give $200 million to anything that didn't come out 40 years ago as, as, as an existing property? Do you know what I mean? fortunately, there's been a few things, hasn't there? I mean, Harry Potter's relatively recent Hunger Games came up with a franchise with a female character. So Hollywood just needs to have a greater level of support for new ideas from a wider range of people. And a lot of these things will solve themselves. And in the meantime, I don't mind a bit of colorblind casting because there's some good, talented people out there who I want to see in films. So I think where we've got to on that is that a minor change like, a, a you know, James Bond being played by a black actor, if that turns out to be the best actor for the job, I don't think we would really have a problem with. I think the wider issue is rather than kind of tokenistically um, casting one person in one, you know, in one part to make you feel like you've done a good job, work on the underlying fundamental issues in your industry that are providing barriers to all sorts of people to joining the industry. Because if you give diverse voices an opportunity to make films, then you don't have this issue, do you?
0: Yeah. Um, I just think it needs to be done properly. I think the discussion we've had about, you know, making, you know, you know shoehorning actors into roles to make a point rather than them being the best actor for the job. Because I do think Idris Elba would make an excellent part, And I think he's a bit old now, but if it had been back in 2015, maybe. But, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, sort of
1: ten, 10 years ago, would probably his shot. Yeah, I, yeah it, but, it's just one of those things. I think there are, like you say, it shouldn't be done for the sake of it. It shouldn't be done yeah, so that we, some Hollywood producer can pat himself on it. the back and yeah. do none of the real fucking work so that people like, the biggest problem is Idris Elba, when he was 25, had to go to America to get film opportunities. That's what's fucked, right? Yeah. And, and 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 belatedly giving him a bit of tokenistic casting now is not the issue. It's he's He's fought his way through to becoming a big name. We should be doing more to like find the next the next generation of good young talent from all backgrounds. Yeah, totally. And 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 this is and then this becomes fucking no discussion at all. I hope that in fifty years' time, people are going to think we're weird for having this discussion because they're going to say, "But you know, just just let everyone have a go." Do you know what I mean? Um, so hopefully, that's where we get to. Suppose, there is a flip side. Sorry, go Yeah, ahead, I, was,
0: I was literally. I I suppose the, the the other side of the coin is is that you know acting is obviously a thing where people pretend. That to be things that they aren't. So while I think that if a character is established as a you know um as a white person, then you know it doesn't bother me. But it seems to bother some people. And for some some if there's a valid reason behind it, because that character is established as a white character, then that's fine. if it's because you're a racist and you don't like seeing black people on your screen, then you're a fucking idiot. But if it's for a valid reason, then fair enough. You know it's not it's not necessarily a a bad thing. Um, if you can tell there's racial prejudice behind it, then. Okay, you're a cunt. But I suppose on the flip side to that is that when you've got um you know, there's a lot of discussion about, you know, why do why why is it why does it seem to be like James Corden, can't even remember the film was, but he was playing a gay character and all he did was act camp and wave his hands about and act all effeminate and, you know, put on a, you know, a, a feminine voice and act like a big, you know, like a big blouse basically is what that's someone was saying about it and that's like a stereotype that they have towards gay men and not all gay men are like that you do get some gay men that do talk like that and you get gay men that just don't behave like that so mm-hmm. it was some guy that i went he went i was he went to the same school as me basically he was a couple of years below me but he, i've got him on facebook we never really spoke that much but he does some stuff for um bbc the social or something like that they do kind of like yeah. short videos it could be like sketches, or this guy you this guy um did an interesting video about why why is it that gay actors don't get to play gay roles? Because you know, when, what happens yeah. when a straight actor plays a gay man is that they just do what James Corden did, and that's put on a silly, lispy kind of voice rather than you know actually leaning into the character of what is the what it's like to be a gay man, and that's something that it would be easier to generate emotionally for the character if it was a gay man who's been through that themselves rather as opposed to a straight man guessing and just you know acting yeah. all camp and stuff like and that i think
1: a few people have said the same thing where on, on on the back of what what was a very you know poorly received performance by james corden as a as a gay character the the you know the answer that some people came to was straight guys shouldn't or straight actors shouldn't play gay characters um the answer might be James Corden shouldn't be allowed to play gay characters. James um, Corden shouldn't be allowed to do anything personally. Um, yeah, but it's um, it, it's interesting because my gut reaction to this was, hang on, do you know what I mean? It's like, like you say, I think there's a there's a difference between uh, getting people using CGI to get someone to play uh, like someone who's an amputee rather than giving an amputee actor a chance to play a part. Yeah, it's like. Straight actors, straight characters, straight actors, why shouldn't a straight actor play a gay character? Why shouldn't a gay character play a straight character? I mean, they've, in fact, they've done that lots of times. Um, so my gut reaction was, hang on, that's taking things a bit far. But um, the guy who did Queer as Folk on that recent film uh, t- series on, uh, on, on, a, on a Channel 4, It's a Sin, um, what's his name again? Is it Stephen Moffat? Russell Davies, Russell T Davies. Um, I get him mixed up because he's one of the other people who did Doctor Who. But Russell T Davies, who has done a number of quite prominent gay stories, brilliant gay stories, by the way, um, he said from now on, he's only going to have gay actors playing gay characters. And his rationale for that, when he got down to it, was is that when he writes a gay character, he wants to write about a gay character who's having trouble in his relationship, or he wants to write about a gay character who is frightened of something or uh, going through some sort of experience in his life, uh, uh, has joined the army. Is angry with with his parents with all this stuff, and he doesn't want the actor to be acting gay. He wants the actor to be acting what's in the actual story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, do you you know if you want someone to ride a bike, do you want someone who'll still learn it ride a fucking bike? And I get that, I get what you're saying, but so I thought about. It. I said, all right, fair play. You're you're a, you know, a gay man who's written gay uh character you know a number of prominent gay stories in, you know film and television oh. you've in queer as folk you had a number of um heterosexual actors playing gay characters he had um what's his name him out of uh uh game of thrones the one who's not very good little finger from game of thrones what's his name oh aiden gillen aiden gillen i don't like aiden gillen very really much he was in um you don't like him that- i think he's all right I find him a bit kind of average. But anyway, beside the point, he got Aidan Gillen and other straight actors to play gay characters, and he's just recently done It's a Sin, which was hugely well-received, where all of the gay characters were played by gay actors. So he is more qualified than I am to have an opinion on this, right? So that's the first thing. Right. But if I can offer an opinion with that preface of how much weight it should carry compared to his, Yeah. A brilliant actor of any background should be able to play something like gay. Do you know what I mean? It's not fucking Martian, right? It's just gay. Do you know what I mean? You're kissing someone and saying, I love you, right? You're not, you're not, Um. you're not like playing an amphibian or something that's so different to what you are. It's just gay. Do you know what I mean? I do, it's not that far removed from my experience or another straight guy's experience to to play that. I, I, I don't. I don't feel like a sufficiently good actor would really have a problem doing that. I mean, did people come out of Brokeback Mountain? I haven't, you know, and I have read, I have, I've read like queer, um, uh, and, and gay, uh, you know, journalists and, and read their reviews of films where the gay characters are played by, um, straight actors. And there's a range of responses to it, but there's been a film recently with Colin Firth playing a gay guy, um, that film Supernova, and both both the main actors are straight, playing gay guys. It's been rapturously received. They say because it's it's a lovely story and it's been played very well. Brokeback Mountain is, you know, largely seen as being very you know very well done and and, and gay journalists. Not all of them. You shouldn't see them as, as one one homogenous group. There's there's a diverse range of voices. Some will come down on on different sides of this debate, but there's enough gay journalists saying Brokeback Mountain was great. Jake Hall and Heath Ledger were great as gay characters, which isn't maybe the best example because they were guys who had to act straight every day of their lives except when they're with each other, no, right? So, yeah. you know, but the, the the way I would just look at it is, is that Russell, D. Davi- Russell T. Davies is going to make films and television programs his way. And other people might say, I don't know, I really want to work with, uh, you know, Christian Bale. I reckon he could do it. I'm going to get him to play a, a, a gay character. And then the film will get made and we'll see who's best, right? the only thing I would say is if there's and it was it was it was something someone said in an article and it comes back to the same problem we said there's not enough gay characters in film and television as it is and then a straight guy gets to play them I think we come back to that problem don't we there's yeah. not enough gay characters if there's plenty of gay characters to go in around this stops being a problem doesn't it If it's not a token thing to have like the one gay character or to have no stories about gay people, if gay is just one of the things that's in shows, right, and a range of people have the opportunity to play a range of characters because that's what you get to watch and see and write and make films about, this stops being a problem, doesn't it? It's the fact, again, it comes down to the fact that there's not enough of it and therefore people start arguing over what few there are.
0: Yeah it's I this think... it's
1: this fight over scarce resources that that turns people into like it turns people against each other instead of there being plenty to go around and they say yeah fuck it let, let that straight actor have a go because there's three great gay films just came out with gay actors playing playing the part so yeah you know let a straight actor have a go
0: you can't make everyone happy that's the problem we have is that you you want you want everyone to be fair and you want everyone yeah you want everyone to make the film they want to make and the story to be told but you know you can't make everyone happy because Russell D. Davis is now saying, "Well, I'm only going to cast um, gay actors in his film, which is his right. He's wanting to tell the most accurate portrayal of what it's like to be a gay person." I know that it's a set. Is it set in like the '80s? Yeah, it's yeah.
1: yeah it's yeah. about so, it's about AIDS from about 1980 to 1990. So it's right, very okay. much about the gay experience.
0: Okay. So that's his choice because he's wants to, like, as a creative choice, he wants to tell the story accurately. And I think I think he's doing that because he thinks it would be told better by gay actors which is entirely his choice but at the same time you can also say well Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger are straight and they told an excellent story about two gay men in um Brokeback Mountain and Heath Ledger took it very seriously he didn't like when people were cracking jokes about it at award ceremonies because it was a very important story to him that it was told correctly so even though he wasn't gay himself he still took the is it the solemnity of it maybe yeah. the correct word but he took it seriously he didn't like take the piss out of it which some people did so i mm-hmm. think the the i think we do need more colorblind casting or just, just blind casting in general you know don't ask questions yeah. that, like obviously if we're doing a film about um
1: if it's about something specific if, yeah, if it's a about a the colonization
0: of you. india the British colonization of India. Yeah, we're going to have to have some, you know, some color can, casting can, because you can, need... You need...
1: Can, can you imagine the confusion if they said, let's let some Asian people play the white characters and white people play the Asian characters <laughs> and the audience
0: is going, what the fuck is going on here? Why is Dev Patel playing Queen Victoria? And why is Tom <laughs> Hardy... Why is Tom Hardy Mahatma Gandhi? What the, like, What you know, what the fuck is going on, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah it's, I it, think you need to balance... Sorry, I think you need to, you need to find a balance where, you know, you... If you want to tell a specific story, you know, if you're going to tell a story about the Romans, I don't think Julius Caesar should be played, for example, by Idris Elba, because it doesn't work. There has to be some sort of historical accuracy. But again, at the end of the day, we are talking about acting where people pretend to be things that they aren't, you know, it, it Matthew depends McConaughey how historically Matthew accurate accurate isn't a guy from, Matthew McConaughey isn't some bull riding guy from Texas who has AIDS, you know, but he still played that guy and had and had the oscars does that mean we now say oh well you can't you can't give the most accurate portrayal of that um character unless you're dying from age and then you pick up your oscar and then you fucking die you know can you just uh, it, it's very it's very tokenistic it's very you know let's you know is is leonardo dicaprio uh, a drug addicted uh, wall street broker No. Oh, well, you can't play that character unless you're a drug-addicted Wall Street broker. Maybe some people just need to shut the fuck up. I understand that representation for gay actors and black actors is minimal, and we need more people like of those, you know, in Hollywood getting their chance to tell the story because there are some good actors out there who don't get their chance, and it probably is to do with the prejudice of their ethnic minority or their sexual preference, which shouldn't matter. If you're going to give a good performance, you're going to give a good performance. For example, Neil Patrick Harris played a womanizer uh, in how I met your mother, he played barney and he 's a womanizer and he 's a gay man he 's got in a relationship i don 't know if he 's married but he's he's in a relationship with a gay man whom he has two children with he 's gay as fuck right he's and it doesn 't matter that he 's gay and can also play a straight character because at the end of the day it 's acting, and you know it, to me people yeah. get very noised up and get very wound up about things that they don't need to get wound up about it because it is it is people pretending to be things that they're not obviously i think it's grossly offensive if tom hardy does decide to play mahatma gandhi and decides to black up or decides to you know do blackface and you know yeah you know cover himself in you know brown body paint so he looks more like mahatma gandhi obviously i think that's offensive and i don't think that should be done And obviously some circumstances you just have to say look we're doing a film about you know um genghis khan you know we'd rather have people from we'd rather have actors that are from mongolia or at least look like they're from mongolia playing this role sorry matt damon you're not playing Genghis Khan. you know what i mean yeah so i mean i mean we'll we'll come back to that point because there's 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 been a lot of that but i just wanted to close the loop
1: on what we discussed there which is to say there are limits i think you and i are both for example a little bit uncomfortable with some of this oscar bait acting where people go out of their way to play characters with this disability and um, you know r- ridiculous uh, go to ridiculous lengths um within certain boundaries that i think are, most people with some common sense can recognise acting as as you say about pretending to be something you're not to the best of our knowledge Arnie isn't a robot and we've we would be robbed of some great performances if we only let people play exactly what they already are because that's probably not even acting you know and also um I think we should encourage as many people as possible to uh, to do you know develop and enhance their empathy, empathy for others by having a good hard think about what it's like to be someone other than yourself to have a walk in someone else's shoes and see what that's like because you're asking the audience to do that you're asking the audience to find out about these stories about other people and their lives that aren't your own and to and to think about other people and it's you know and a lot of actors I think benefit and 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 from you know, like for example, I think Riz Ahmed playing a guy who's losing his hearing. I mean, it might have been hard to get a, a deaf guy to play Riz Ahmed when he was hearing, um, at, when he had his hearing at the beginning of the film. So they made the decision to get someone who could hear to play a deaf guy. And as a result of that, Riz Ahmed has a whole new appreciation about the issues facing deaf people, right? Mm-hmm. And I think he's gone out and he's made a film which has brought those issues to light. And I know a lot more about deafness th- than I did before watching that film. So I think you would miss out on a lot of these things if you didn't let people stretch their experience into other people's lives. Having said that, we do have a whole big minefield here around um, everything we've just said, because if we're saying, you know, let's not go out of our way to just to cast black people as as white characters, let's broaden things out, why then do we think it's a problem for white characters to play...
0: Non-white actors to play non-white characters. Um, cause it's just it's the it's the history behind it. You know, you yeah. got the Jim Crow thing. You got all that kind of stuff where they would you know black up and give themselves big red lips and do all these like offensive dancing. It's it's it. It's just you know not appropriate. It's you know what I mean yeah. But, I mean I agree. Know, I was framing the question so that we could make the point. I, I completely
1: agree with you. Yeah. yeah it's I mean,
0: not like for example, it's just dumb to me that Laurence Olivier would play Othello. But that's obviously from a different time. Like there's oh, literally fucking there's hell. Li- that was insane. Li- but there's literally a white character. In that fucking play that he could have fucking played himself, and he played the black one. It's dumb, you know. Like it's yeah. for ex- like like I've said, you know, you need to have more representation, obviously, and give everyone the opportunity. And that's why having colorblind casting and just casting people based, like on on the if the film is like okay, we're do, we're doing um we're doing a spy film, okay. Is the character gay? Yes. Okay. We're never only going to cast gay gay actors. No. Just get get them to do the scene. That's how that's how auditions work. Okay. If it doesn't work because a straight actor doesn't know how to you know channel and embody those emotions when he's you know doing those audition, and a gay character absolutely nails it because he's a gay guy. Fine. Cast him. That's fine. But, you know, it, like Riz Ahmed made his whole point about when he was doing Sound of Metal that, okay, he's not a deaf guy, but he did everything in terms of he, you know, wore things that blocked out his hearing and he wanted to raise awareness for how difficult it is for deaf people. And there still needs to be a, a lot done because I, I genuinely thought there was a lot of facilities for deaf people. But obviously from this film, it's, you know, it's harder than we think, you know, despite the fact mm-hmm. that they have sign language and they have hearing aids yeah. and cochlear implants, which don't necessarily always work and it's still difficult for folk. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want it to be about, you know, you know, for example, when he got nominated for the Oscar, it was like he's the first British Pakistani person to be nominated for the Oscar. I'm sure he's proud of that. But she be point it out every time it happens, you're not gonna get over the fact that British it, it, Pakistani it, it, men can act too.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and he would be saying, Can we talk about the issues facing deaf people, exactly. please? Because that's actually the most so, important thing.
0: Because that's the most important thing. Yeah, obviously. So when it when it comes to um when it comes to this and, you know, casting for the sake of casting, I just don't I think you need to you kind of need to bite the bullet. I think if mm-hmm. if a director is making the, you know, the conscious choice to only pick a certain race or certain preference because that's the film they're trying to make, okay. But in general, you know, for films where there's not anything specific, for example, James Bond is an established white character, and it's not anything specific like, okay, we're doing a film about Shaka Zulu, so we don't need white people to mm. audition for the lead role. If it's not specific just, you know, have the character... And and if anyone could could play
1: that character, let anyone have a go, right?
0: Exactly. And that's how you eliminate some of it, because, you know, and I don't know how specific these things are. It's all about, again, but it's again getting down to the root core and just having these roles there, rather than, you know, because now we're seeing that, you know, for example, Boon Jong-ho is a a great director and he's making, you know, he's made great films, uh, great Korean films. And now we're seeing that, you know, Korean cinema is a thing, and that there are there are many many different races and different sexual preferences that can be, or those stories I suppose I should say sorry yeah there's those stories about people from different races and different sexual preferences that there are so many stories to be told that yeah if people are interested in them because uh, that some some of those films don't particularly uh, appeal to me I've not got much interest in gay culture but there are loads of gay people that I'm sure would love to see you know a film about say Freddie Mercury's life because he's an iconic. You know, gay man. So mm-hmm. I and I love Freddie Mercury for his music, not because he's a gay man. But there's there's obviously stories out there to be told, and yeah, but nobody kicked up a fuss when Rami Malik played him, even though he's not.
1: Yeah, the thing is, there's stuff like that. We're going look. Freddie Mercury was from Zanzibar, which is now Tanzania, but of Indian ancestry. Um, but oddly enough, you know, he doesn't look typically like uh, an Indian person. Um, from the Indian subcontinent, would in the same way that Prince is actually not mixed race. He's a straight-up black guy, but he looks very light-skinned. It's like, who are you going to get to play that? Somebody looks enough like him, right? Yeah. And Rami Malik is from North Africa, which is similar to where Freddie was born. Let's not let's not quibble. He looks quite like the bloke. Let's do it. That's not yeah. the same as a white guy browning up to play the character. I mean, I'd, I'd like to take this back quickly to, to just illustrate. Sorry, yeah. One of the problems we've got is, a, is, is of the fact that it's not a level playing field. And there's some really egregious yeah. examples of um, in... You know, when David Lean, who I've got you know the utmost respect for as a filmmaker, was looking for someone to play an, an Indian character, uh, he got Alec Guinness to do it instead of casting uh, any number of, of perfectly good British Asian uh, or, or Indian. I think there's a, bit, there's a film industry over in India who could have played that part. Didn't cast them, right? Um, and uh, Alec Guinness has got a bit of a habit of this. He also played a, a, a Chinese character. They've had people playing these very horrible stereoty- stereotypical characters like Fu Manchu, and they've got white actors to yellow up. Um, uh,
0: yeah.
1: And it's like, that's pretty straightforward. If you need to brown or black someone up or yellow or you know, Asian someone up to play the part, you've got it wrong in the first place, right? Yeah. But we do have another problem underlying this, which is perhaps a bit more subtle which is whitewashing of characters in the first place. And what I'm talking about is whether source material, such as a book or play or whatever they're adapting into a film, or um, or a real-life character who they're making a film about, was originally non-white, and they decided to cast them as, as a white, with a white actor playing them. And usually this is because they think it's more commercial or just because someone thinks, oh, well, we, the Russians are all racist and we want to we want to make money there, so fuck the ethnic minorities, we're going to turn this into a white character. Sometimes it's just this kind of almost casual thing like, oh, fuck it, I'll cast a white person, who cares? But there's been a lot of it. Um, there's a film called Warm Bodies where um, it's a zombie romance. Uh, Nicholas Holt plays a zombie with just enough humanity left. Um, oh, the fe- yeah, I saw that. The female lead in that in the original book was Ethiopian or half Ethiopian. They get a white girl to play a white blonde girl, right? Right, okay. Um, uh, Angelina, Jolie, Angelina Jolie in A Mighty Heart was playing a real-life woman whose, um, whose husband was, uh, was killed by jihadists. Um, this is a pretty grim one because uh, the, the real-life woman is a mixture of African, Chinese, and Cuban and they got Angelina Jolie to play the part, and they made her hair really curly and and, and sort of darkened her skin slightly to play it. Uh, Cast someone of the fucking of some sort of as close you know, as Ange- you can
0: get to it. Yeah. Oh, to, to be honest, right?
1: If that woman and Angela, Angelina Jolie actually looked enough alike that Angelina Jolie only needed to change her hair a little bit, right? Because I don't I don't even know what Angelina Jolie's ethnicity is. I mean, I know her dad's white, but she could be anything on her mum's side. She clearly wasn't the right ethnicity to play that character, and they and they fucking. Essentially, light browned her up. That's bollocks. Yeah. Um, in In Wanted, um, that's that was a comic series with Angelina Jolie's character, was a, an African-American uh, woman in the comic, and they changed her into a white woman. Um, Anthony Hopkins uh, was playing, uh, in a film called The Human Stain, was playing a, a light-skinned black man who could pass for white, and they cast Anthony Hopkins as that. Yeah. Um, like uh, it, ben Affleck it's in Argo—it's a little bit like marginal because he was playing a a, a Latino guy, and he kind of looks like him anyway. Um, but uh, there was a particularly egregious one in a film called Twenty One with Jim Sturgess and a bunch of other kids, and um, it's based on a true story about college kids who are so good at maths that they are able to um, uh, count cards, count cards, and win at blackjack that's based on a real life story where the majority of the kids were of East Asian ethnicity and they changed them all to white kids for the purposes of the film so that Jim Sturgis could have a part in a film. And it's not like, yeah, at least with Angelina Sturgeon, Jolie, you yeah. kind of think, well, she's a big name. I can imagine someone was under some pressure to get a big name to help sell the film. The same with Scarlett Johansson for uh, ghost in the shell, but Jim Sturgis is not box office. How was it so necessary for him to get that part rather than fucking Glenn from the walking dead or some other reasonably prominent, fucking chinese or korean actor who actually looks the part and and i think and i think that's why despite everything we've said we are going to have to tread carefully on that side of things until it's a level playing field we're just going to have to accept people saying hang on that's a black character keep it as a black character
0: yeah well like i said if it's a specific thing so you're retelling the the true story of kids Mm -hmm. in college um counting counting cards to win at blackjack and they're from east asia then fine Mm mm-hmm Yeah, they need to be. They need to be East Asian. I don't have any qualms. Like if I was, if I was an an actor and I auditioned for that role, but it turns out the actual story was about East Asian people, and the the casting director was like, "Actually, no, you're not going to get any of the lead roles because the most prominent people in this group are East Asian." Cool, I completely Mm -hmm. understand. You're telling an accurate retelling of the story. For obviously things like where the source material, so like Black Panther is obviously an African guy. He's like the only black superhero. Mm-hmm. He's from a, a fictional African country, but he's obviously black. Fine, I'm not. I'm not gonna get the fucking role of T'Challa because it's not. It's yeah. not there. It's an established character. But if it's a film where you don't necessarily need to make a big deal about ethnicity, and you think Buck Idris Elba would be the best guy for this part, and it, there's no, you know, there's no specificity. Is that yeah. about? Yeah. Um, about the skin color, the the complexion, the amount of fucking melanin that's in his skin. Fine, if it's the best actor for the role, it's the best actor for the role, and it, and that's what it should be for films that there's nothing to, like. It's not a, it's not an act, It's not like a biographical piece. It's just like a a story about a thing. It's just a you know. I know that sounds stupid, but it's just that. Oh, Christopher Nolan's new film is about uh, inverse time. Okay. Does the character have any skin color, like a specific skin color? No, so I can cast John mm-hmm. David Washington. Yes, sorted. Does the supporting actor? Does the supporting actor have any specific uh, skin color? No, so I can cast Robert Pattinson. Yes, cool. And I And if it's if the character is specifically gay, that's a diff, difficult one for me because I understand what the, I'm mentioning about that guy earlier, where he said, you know, as as long as it's an accurate retelling of gay, mm-hmm. like a gay person's life and gay culture, I guess. As long as it's accurate, I don't think people would mind. Like, for example, Brokeback Mountain. But if we're be James Corden acting all camp for an hour and a half and being kind of offensive with that, then yeah, that that can it's, just it's an area the fun. where That's you great n- one for
1: me. It's an area where you need to make more effort at the very least, right? Yeah, but it, but but here is the flip side to that. They are talking about having a, a film or or, or some. I'm, I'm I'm not I'm 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 quibbling. Or, Hiring and hiring because it might not be a film; it might be a, a, a TV show. I'm not sure whether t- where they're thinking of casting a black guy as Superman, right? Um, and of course, there's been many permutations of most of the big DC and, and Marvel characters in the you know decades of comics that they've had. Apparently, there was a black Superman in in a, a Crisis on Infinite Earth storyline where it's a parallel world, parallel version of Earth where Superman is black, but. There are some people raising an eyebrow that a front line, you know, it's not the same as having the Miles Morales version of Spider-Man because they've, they've, they've created that multiverse where you've got Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and Miles Morales, Spider-Man. They've done that. As always, Marvel fucking does it with much more agility than DC, right? But DC are casting a black guy, Superman, and eyebrows have been raised. My take on it is this. For the moment, we're going to have to accept for the moment that Superman can be black, but Black Panther can't be white, and yeah, the reason I mean, for that is, and the reason for that is that the playing field is not level yet. Like, I mean, Black yeah. Panther is obviously an African ca- uh, superhero. Luke Cage, Luke Cage has to be has to be black, and until it's a, a level playing field, we're going to have to put on our big boy pants and accept that there are going to be roles that they reserve for black minority ethnic actors, right? and white previously white roles that black and minority ethnic actors are going to be allowed to have a go at. And until there's a much more level playing field where everyone's getting a shot and a wider range of stories are being told, we're just going to have to accept that. And I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, suppose, for example, something like Superman. Superman is an alien. So he could be... <laughs> that's a very good point. He could be What colour are people on Krypton? Yeah, yeah like for, you know what I mean? I know for like characters would, like yeah. Bruce Wayne are established as... It, um, he's, he's he's only white, I suppose he's, someone might pick issue with that, but it doesn't Super, bother me. Superman's only
1: funny. white because he was recreated in 1940. Yeah, when black yeah. people couldn't get on the fucking bus. And Batman's only white because there were no black fucking multi- Well, they met, there probably was a couple, but there were far fewer black multi-millionaire industrialists in 1940 when they were coming up with that idea. If you were to do Batman from scratch now, and say, oh, he comes from a really rich family. His dad is this major super billionaire industrialist. You go, well, that could be a black guy. Do you know what I mean? If you were starting from scratch now, but when when Batman came out in 1940, it wouldn't occur to them to make that character anything but white. Yeah. It comes back back to that problem that that there's a lot more films being made about characters invented 80 years ago than there are films being made about characters um, being invented now.
0: Yeah, I suppose for things like comics, and I suppose to some extent James Bond, it doesn't bother me particularly. I understand why it kind of bothers people particularly with James Bond because it's like the kind of quintessential English or British spy who's, you know, he's always been white. And, you know, to be honest, I, I wouldn't mind. But, you know, for example, Bruce Wayne could be a, a black billionaire and could, you know, become a black Batman. doesn't bother me. For, for
1: most of these things, it's like, sure, as long as it's not stunt casting, as long as you're not being tokenistic. As, if you yeah, found a cracking actor yeah. to play Superman go For it because you couldn't do a worse job than fucking the last couple of if, Superman. Because
0: films. if you do that and you just do it in the sense of, oh yeah, I want, I'm gonna, I'm trying to think of a good example to play a, a black, um, a black Superman, that guy from Bridgerton that everyone seems to fud themselves off to, mm-hmm. I've forgotten his name, but the tall guy, say he bulks up and plays Superman, that doesn't bother me because if he puts in a good role as Superman, even though we don't need another Superman origin story, but you know what I mean, it's, it, if mm-hmm. it's. If it's the best guy for the world, then that's the best guy for I just want to watch a good film, and I feel like people get so angry and triggered and caught up in these things that it's not as much of a big deal to me as this to other people. Maybe that's just me, and I'm just kind of laid back. Well, yeah, so we've,
1: we've, um, we've done this before, and the first thing we should do is take all the fucking far-right QAnon-supporting trolls out of the equation and all the excessively woke fucking ruining it for everybody, uh, people yeah. from the far-left from the occasion – out of the equation and say all rest of the people in the middle, regular people who, who, are, who are able to discuss with each other and have some common sense um, and aren't trying to fucking piss in everybody's soup, let's let them kind of be the, the arbiter for this. And I think most people would come to broadly the same conclusions. I think where I'm coming from on this is that you do get the argument that says, well, how come we're reserving some of these parts for black and minority ethnic actors, but we're saying that some of these parts that were previously or originally conceived of as white are fair game for non-white actors. And the only reason is is that we don't currently have a, a level playing field where, where a fair number of parts and stories are out there for everybody to have a go at. Yeah. And when we, when we are at that point, it's going to be like, come on, back off, anyone can do anything. But we're not at that point, and we are just going to have to be a little bit um, tolerant for now not yeah. tolerant of those other groups but tolerant of a of an of of people just putting their people are putting their hand down on the scale a little bit to even th- even things yeah. up and until things are even i think that's okay
0: I think it's different for like an institution like James Bond. I kind of understand where people come from James Bond, but see for characters that are already established, like because there's different incarnations of Batman and Superman all the time because just people tend to age. So you know it, it's like you're right about the level playing field. I think I think what needs to be done is that we we have more like obviously Russell T Davis is going to be very upfront about the fact that he's just going to pick. This this specific type of yeah he's kind ca- he's kind
1: of not but asking for it to be banned and for no one else to be allowed to do it he's kind of saying I'm going to do it properly and you're going right. to see that this is how it should be done and we'll yeah. find out if he's right but and he's, example, he's got a fucking great track record to fucking you know to yeah. stand up stand up on it you know
0: for example let's it, I think if you take away the importance of not, not the important. It. It's hard to word this without coming across as an offensive, and I swear I'm not being ignorant when I say I it. it. But it's like a case of, you know, if you if you're casting a film and you know, one of the characters is is gay, and you get a much more real performance in the audition from a gay actor than you would from a straight, uh, than any of the straight auditionees, or if that's the correct word. Mm. Um, then fine obviously cast that person but as long as you get the opportunity and get heard by rather than i think what happens in hollywood is that they they just they want the big names more than anything so the best way to avoid that is that have a, attach a big name as a director or have big names throughout the film but make sure that you're also being a bit more inclusive to talented actors who are good for the role and get that fair share but i don't think enough auditioning uh, sorry auditioning and colorblind casting and i don't know the 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 phrase for no sexual preference casting and all that kind of stuff just yeah yeah go in with like a like an open mind and give everyone yeah. the opportunity and actually do the audition that's what casting directors are there for give everyone the chance because yeah. what happens is like oh should we get chris hemsworth because chris hemsworth big and handsome by the like, side note have you seen the size of chris hemsworth from the uh the rap shot from um thor love and thunder he's a fucking big bloke have you seen he? it have you seen it no no get it up right now on instagram right now just look go to Chris Hemsworth Instagram um and just see the fucking size of him he's he I'm comfortable in my heterosexuality to say that he's fucking gorgeous anyway um I think what happens is is that Hollywood studios look at that and go oh Chris Hemsworth available and we could get him and he you know he'd be a big name we could sell all the tickets across the world because it's Chris Hemsworth and he's big and he's six foot three and he's handsome mm. and the problem is, is that they're kind of they're kind of stuck in that rut of wanting to sell tickets and unfortunately until we Forego that, and you know, you know, stop thinking about the money and just give everyone the opportunity to give the most authentic and best performances and make the best one possible, Mm -hmm. as opposed to selling tickets, which the Hollywood studios are never going to do. We're going to be stuck in that end the cycle of not casting unknown gay actors and unknown actors of color because they want to sell tickets. It's it's that underlying lack of imagination that I think we've done
1: a pretty good job of highlighting in many of our episodes. That is underlying all of these problems, um, because they don't see. And, and they, they don't see the the Asian character or the minority character or the unusual character or the trans character, whatever it is, as the opportunity to tell that story. They see it as an opportunity to, in some cases, tick a box and to give someone a chance to. I oh, know, I'll 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 change this. I'll lose weight. I'll put on weight. And it's like it's an opportunity to kind of pat yourself on the back for having kind of gone through something rather than saying you know what we did a good job of telling that story because actually doing a good job of telling that story is to give more people who are actually from that background access to the industry and they'll tell a lot of those stories for you you know and it's for the same reason there are so few trans actors getting a shot there are so few trans characters being played that we're probably just going to have to say look let's let trans characters play trans characters play trans characters for now um like you say until it's more of a level playing field Yes. But I mean, I was thinking. I was thinking about this it, to try and put myself into other people's shoes. On this, I was thinking about this from my background. People will not realize this from my voice because my life took, uh, you know, various different directions. But I was born in Sunderland, which is a working class town. My dad oh, grew like up in a coal mining. My dad grew up in a coal mining village. I am from a working class background, and the sadly, the only reason I sound like I do is I was able to take advantage of um, social mobility in a particularly specific set of circumstances. A lot of people, you know, born forty years later than me in Sunderland would not have the same opportunities and would be stuck, you know, with a much more limited set of options to choose from. And if someone was going to tell their story, if I'm you know, there are not many people telling stories of people from the northeast of England anyway, but if they do, they don't get that many people from the northeast of England, you know, to actually play the part. And what we get is we get some fucking posh boy from RADA having a crack at the accent and maybe getting it right and not really. And it is me saying, what do you know what it's like? You know, do, do you have people that you've looked in the eye and a good friends of yours who, who weren't sure if they were going to have fucking food next week because their dad was a coal miner on strike in the 80s? Do you know what I mean? Do you, do you really fucking know what it's like? And you know what? There's some fucking great actors out there who will probably do a fine job of portraying that Northeastern character. And if, they, and if they were the one who actually made a big film and made it really successful, do you know what I mean? If there was, if there was the equivalent of Black Panther for my home city, and a billion, you know, and a billion people watched the movie. I wouldn't mind who played the main part, but I would like to see more people from a working class background and from where I'm from in the world out there making films and having their stories told. And obviously, what what my, you know, that doesn't make me the same kind of minority as a, a black person who, who's got a completely different history. But it's enough for me, hopefully, to empathise with those people and to get yeah. me to say, I know where you're coming from. I I see what you're saying. For some, you know, the only people. The only people who look like you on film have been written by white guys. Do you know what I mean? And and are it and as like a little token bit of stereotyping in the corner. That's not as good as today. Now, Tyler Perry is a black man who owns his own film studio and is going to tell a, a whole range of stories. I get it. We need to get to that point where more of your stories are being told. So I, I, I'm on board with just, you know, recognizing that we're not a level, level playing field for now. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It was just just, a thought
1: experiment to try and see what it's like for other people, you know?
0: I completely understand where you're coming from. And acting as a kind of medium is very, when it gets to that level of it, it feels like they're going on a kind of poverty safari to try and do an imitation of that area of the world. So, oh, you're going to tell me that a guy who's been to RADA and his dad is a multi-multi-multi-millionaire who's funded his entire... Um, education from the age of three through private school to the age of 18 and has now been at RADA. And is the, no, I'm not saying that's indicative of everyone at RADA. I'm sure there are people who are, are not as well off and have gone through RADA through bursaries and you know had to fight and work to pay for it, pay off. Absolutely, I'm not belittling that. But No, it's the, it's, you know, it's for not for all the of sake, them, but it's a lot yeah, of them. For the sake of the point is, is, some guy who's from Bath goes all the way up to the northeast of England for a couple of weeks because he's playing um, a person from that area and he's just being—he's like just observing them, like it's a fucking zoo. Oh, this is how mm-hmm. they speak, and he's just sat there trying to, you know, mimic the accent and things like that. And you know, in person, it does feel quite invasive. And just for what purpose? Because that 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 person doesn't particularly care about the problems going on in the northeast. They've just taken the opportunity to play that character because they might get a hill. A healthy paycheck or they might get nominated for an award it does seem quite invasive just that's a just an observation yeah. from what you, you need, said you,
1: yeah you need to keep an, an open enough mind to say that actually that person has gone and done a really fucking good job the yeah. way Riz Ahmed was able to do for deaf people do you know what I mean I think you need to acknowledge that some people do go into those things with with the right intentions and do a fine job and bring something that you care about to light and you thank them for it do you know what I mean but you will probably sit with your arms folded yeah. Uh, until they've proved to you that they are actually genuine. Aye, no. I agree. And and if you know if that's enough for us to understand five percent of what other groups are going through, that's enough for us to at least you know develop a little understanding. You know.
0: Absolutely. Um, was there anything else like any other kind of things relating to our... No, I, I think we've too?
1: covered it. I think we've acknowledged that you don't do it for the sake of it. You don't do it to pat yourself on the back. You don't do it as a substitute for. Um, the hard work to make it fairer for everybody, um, yeah. and and in the meantime, we are going to have to be a little bit kind of accepting that because it's not a level playing field, there are going to be a few anomalies. Um, but you know, black James Bond, sure. Um, but let's you know, let's like like a lot of these things, it's about if you've got if you've got some common sense and a bit of acknowledgement of other people, you're probably going to be all right. Yeah. That's all for this month's episode of Double Reel. Thanks for listening and for making it all the way to the end. Thanks also to my co-host, James Adamson.
0: The podcast was edited and mixed with the help of Audacity, Anchor FM, and begrudgingly Zencaster. As usual, anything that sounded good was down to them, not Zencaster. Anything that sounded crap was down to us and Zencaster. The music was Mistake the Getaway by Kevin MacLeod. Dread is widely available to buy on disc and digital copy. As of June 2021, it's also available on UK Netflix.
1: To find out more about George Miller's Justice League, there's lots of information on DC Fancy Den of Geek and Gizmodo including photos and art on the look of the film
0: outside of Double Reel
1: you can find me co-hosting the What You Saying podcast and you can find me hiding in the forest stealing from the rich to give to the poor so this is me James Adamson signing off and this is me James Adamson signing off your next podcast episode will be our regular episode 15 next month keep an eye on the socials for any bonus or special episodes we decide to do in future
0: if you enjoyed this podcast please like and subscribe and tell your friends
1: until next time stay safe watch lots of films and may your life be as awesome as you pretend it is on social
0: Media. And there have been 8 billion problems with Zencaster since Hans Zimmer last won an Oscar.
1: This is what we get for giving a polite shout out to Zencaster every fucking episode. Yeah, they don't get a polite one anymore, they can go fuck
0: themselves.